Did you know that some sources claim the average person makes roughly 35,000 decisions a day? That's 2,000 choices every hour. That's mind-blowing and even a little bit outrageous. But what if you have a brain of wires, a language of zeros and ones? There's a supercomputer in the Oak Ridge National Lab in Tennessee, dubbed Summit, that dwarfs our own ability to make rapid calculations. It can spit out 200 quadrillion calculations in a second. That's 15 zeros, by the way. That is so fast that if everyone on the planet were hashing out calculations every second, it would take nearly a year to catch up with what the summit can achieve in the time that it takes you to just snap your fingers. We live in a rapidly changing world, and nowhere is that more apparent than in the field of information technology and artificial intelligence. Hi, I'm Matt Eastwood, Senior VP of Enterprise IT Research at IDC, and I'm one of the hosts of Scaling AI Ops, Artificial Intelligence for IT Specialists for Business Outcomes. It's a joint venture between IDC and IBM. And joining me is Stephen Elliott, our analyst on the show and Group Vice President of INO, Cloud Operations, and DevOps. And we'll be speaking to industry leaders in a world of AI operations and learning from their experiences and their insights in this ever-changing industry. We hope you find as much value in these conversations as we did ourselves. This first episode features Steve Waterworth, the technical marketing manager for Instana, a company that is rewriting how we approach observability in IT systems. By utilizing tools like Instana, companies can worry less about the problems of today and focus on their goals for the future. Let's get started. Just want to make one basic, simple observation just to set up this discussion. The pandemic has clearly raised the urgency around the importance of transformation in the business. And as businesses transform themselves digitally, we see this continuum of interdependent apps and data emerging that stretches from the edge to the core. And these application portfolios and data volumes are growing extremely quickly. All of this has an impact on how we think about managing our IT operations. And so with that, I'd like to bring in IDC's Stephen Elliott into the conversation and ask him to explain a bit about the research that he's been doing in IT ops and how the world of online consumer experience is interacting with businesses and how that's changed even within just this last year. Yeah, the research we do at IDC in the IT operations and SRE cloud ops team really has a, a tremendous focus around these transformational themes that we're seeing specific to the transition of IT operations to more of an automated, proactive set of capabilities that is not just around thinking about system reliability and making sure that everything's working properly. It's really more and more about the customer experience and the customer journey and being able to define how different sets of customers, whether it's internal employees or external partners, or certainly customers that are using the digital services to drive revenues and profits, how they're experiencing the company's products and services. That's perfect. Thank you for that uh, perspective to open this up, Stephen. Next, 
I'd like to introduce our guest, uh, Steve Waterworth. And Steve, could you introduce yourself to the audience and what you do at, at Astana? Yeah, I'm Steve Waterworth. I'm technical marketing manager at Instana. So I suppose the, the my my main job role is really to to take all the fantastic stuff our engineers do and boil that down and make it so that normal people can understand what all the technology is and where the value is for them. So I sort of put it into terms that, that yeah that a business manager or a senior architect will will understand. Perfect. And I know, you know, obviously those conversations in, in this industry gets more complicated every day and we have to have conversations with lots of different folks that influence the direction that technology and IT is going in. But Steve, could you just tell us a little bit more about Instana and exactly what you guys are doing? Yeah. So Instana is a enterprise observability platform. Observability is generally considered metrics, logs, and traces. And so certainly, Instana automatically injects metrics, logs, and traces from numerous sources. But what it does then on top of that, it adds automation, context, and intelligence. So from the automation point of view, obviously, we think we've already touched on this. Automation is a big drive. There's, there's so much complexity in modern cloud-native applications, and, and automation is a big drive there to help manage that complexity. So Instana has a single agent. It automatically detects what's running around it uh, when it de when it detects a suitable target. And there's uh, well over 200 different sensors that, that can connect to those. Uh, it will then connect to that, whether it's a language runtime or a data store or a cache, and start pulling out metrics, logs, and traces. So at its core, what we're trying to achieve here, I think, is faster decision-making kind of all across the business, in IT, but in the business as well. So maybe we could just dive a little bit more into Instana and talk about some of the challenges that we see the IT professional face today as they work to enable this deeper and richer decision-making. So, Steve, let's start with you, and then I'll, I'll go to Stephen on that. Yeah, so the challenges they face is the, is the complexity if we go back a few years, we, we might we might have had a, a handful of hosts with a handful of applications running on them. Now, with modern containerized cloud-native applications, we've probably got hundreds of virtual machines, uh, possibly numerous Kubernetes clusters running across that, and we have thousands of containers running on those hundreds of virtual machines. So the level of complexity is many orders of magnitude greater than it used to be. In fact, it's so complex. Most, you know, most of these serious enterprise applications now are so complex, it's pretty much impossible for a, a human brain to, to, to contain a map of it. And just when you think that's bad enough, because what we're doing, one, one of the reasons for going for, for container type applications is agility, is, is speed. The faster you can get new features and fixes out the door, the better. Because if you want to do it faster than your competition, maintain that competitive advantage. So not only do you have something that is hugely complex, but it's also changing all the time. And that makes great sense. And Stephen, I know you spend a lot of time talking to um, IT ops professionals. Is there anything you want to add to that in terms of some of the challenges that they talk to you about and what they're facing today? Yeah, no, there's, um, I think, a number of things to, to build off of the comments here. You know, first and foremost, there's so many people involved or that should be involved in the identification of where a problem exists. 
And as Steve mentioned, the increasing complexity of the application architectures, of the infrastructure architectures, of certainly the use of multiple clouds. You know, most customers are, are growing with this and, and trying to deal with it. And so you're seeing the need for observability technology to really bring in and harness all the information that's being created to help different teams across the IT organization understand, okay, here's where a problem is, here's who should help fix it, and, and let's go and, and get it done with the potential to actually auto-remediate. So you, you have a number of, of tailwinds here that are driving the need for this type of technology. And it's also a great way to drive a better data-driven culture. You know, we have a lot of organizations that call us and we talk to them about how do they get more, you know, from reactive to proactive? How do they get more teams involved and, and not only more proactively to prevent potential service degradation that can impact the customer experience, but how do they make sure that the teams are working off the right information? How do they think about, you know, speeding up the prom identification resolution cycle? And then, of course, ultimately, the maturity of automation of different processes uh, problem change, incident management, you know, all these things are, are foundational to a great customer experience. All right. I want to pause right there. There are a lot of insights that we've uncovered into the necessity of something like Instata. But of course, it's just the tip of the iceberg. Stay tuned with us as we try to unpack the complexity of our digital world coming up. You're listening to Scaling AI Ops, a podcast by IDC and IBM for industry leaders and professionals to better understand how AI is reshaping the world around us. Again, I'm your host, Matt Eastwood, along with my co-host, Stephen Elliott. We'll be bringing you conversations with industry leaders in the field of artificial intelligence who are at the forefront of some of the technology shaping how we do IT today. So if you're enjoying what you've heard so far, we ask that you subscribe to our show wherever you get your podcasts. So what we're talking about here is really kind of three elements to this conversation when we th think about the role of Instana in the, in the marketplace. It, it runs through your system, and it's clearly providing this, this level of observability. It is collecting data to give you a, a better mapping in terms of um, how it relates uh, to the application sets, the workloads that you manage. And then lastly, it's really about, uh, about automation. And Steve, I know you touched on some of this, but I wonder if you want to touch a little bit more on specifically the element of, of how this runs and, and the role that you know, really observability and automation ultimately plays here. Yeah, so observability is, say, it's metric blogs and data. It, it's getting important information out of the application so you can understand the health. The the monitoring side of it is then looking for anomalies in that data. So if we see a sudden increase in error or a sudden drop-off in requests, you want to ensure from an, from an automation point of view, you want to ensure you've got complete coverage. You don't want to be deploying stuff into production with uh, without any without any observability. So the automation part of Instana there ensures that nothing's missed. Uh, so this, you know, the automation has really sort of three benefits. You ensure that nothing's missed. Because it is automatic, you're, you're not churning human cycles, uh, doing stuff manually, 
And of course, you get the accuracy. Humans make mistakes. One slip of a, on, on a keyboard and a misspelling of a tag, and essentially that piece of information is now invisible because when you search for it, the, the tags don't, don't match. So you, you get con- total consistency with automation, um, you save time, and you ensure nothing's, you know, nothing's missed. And Stephen, and as an analyst, um, you spend a lot of time kind of forecasting and shaping where you think this will take all of us. So, you know, with all this backdrop on kind of what Instana, what observability kind of allows IT practitioners to do, I'm curious if you have any thoughts about what the future holds. Where do you think this could take us uh, in the the future of how we run our businesses? Yeah, so it's a great question because we're seeing lean forward IT organizations think about both the technology and the operational information that these solutions can collect, organize, and analyze, as well as the customer information. Um, so, you know, think about um, information that that you know customers utilize for whether it's surveys or just you know experiential, um, you know, rating the satisfaction of the process that they went through with a particular business. So there, there's lots of pertinent customer experience information that you could arguably push into these models to drive a further, broader view of, of what's going on. Now, there's no doubt that you, know, you think about the future here and you think about site reliability engineering, uh, the continued maturation of, of DevOps processes, the growing importance of both not just collecting the right technology metrics, but being able to articulate what are the business metrics that solutions are driving as outcomes, right? I mean, I think what you're really saying there is that what organizations need to focus on is how do they get more of their IT estate and more of their investment into innovation and and a little bit, quite a bit less just into the maintenance of what they have. So it it seems to me that data is a big part of this. And we've touched on the processes and we've touched on the applications quite a bit, but we all know that organizations are struggling with all the data, volumes and data that's really increasingly meaningful to how they operationalize in these increasingly interconnected worlds. And I'm wondering, Steve, if you could just articulate for me some of the challenges that you're seeing in the in, in the customer base with the amounts of data that folks are are, are dealing with and, and how that's creating challenges for the IT practitioners that are working with. Yeah, certainly you, you look at the volume of data, it's you know, observability data that comes out of a typical application. It is hundreds and thousands of, of metrics and millions of traces and millions of lines of logs. It's certainly way beyond the human brain to be able to process all of that. So this is really where looking looking to the future, I, I see more and more reliance there on artificial intelligence and machine learning to be able to process that data and understand it. And then whether when the when the observability system has a has a better understanding of what it is it's looking at, then that can drive more and more automation. So whether that's automation in anomaly detection or automation in actually tuning the application itself, be that for performance or for, for your cloud costs. Because <clears throat> most of these cloud native applications, of course, are running on a cloud provider and that little meter keeps spinning. And because people tend to be a little cautious, so they always over-provision. And you end up with a whole bunch of resource that's sitting there doing nothing, but of course it's still driving that meter around, so it still drives your cloud bill. 
Yeah, yeah. And I think you did a good job of just kind of articulating how cloud is really the the operating model increasingly for a lot of these organizations that layers on top. It's not a it's not a destination. It's very much part of how people think about building this IT. And I'm just curious, Stephen, if you have anything you'd want to add to what Steve just said there. Yeah, I think the the other piece of this too is is really forces IT organizations and whether you're a site reliability engineer, IT ops, DevOps engineer, architecture to really understand who that end customer is. I think that's why these the solutions are, are so critical to really driving these revenues, to driving a brand reputation. Because if, if your services or pro- digital products aren't working well, or if customers are having a poor experience, it's, it's easy to go somewhere else. These are part of the, the expansion of opportunities for these different groups and certainly for, for CIOs and their teams to really rethink the, the level of information that they need, the importance and criticality of that information, and then the, the types of, of analytic models and how they share that across their teams internally. Where I feel we're headed here around automation, and, and Steve, I'd like to kind of probe on this with you, is, you know, you touched a little bit about what this all means, you know, kind of under the hood. I'm wondering if in your conversations with with your clients, if there's anything that you're seeing them that they're able to accomplish with the technology that surprised you, um, you know, maybe something that you just you haven't expected and you're starting to see more of as folks mature in, in terms of how they think about the use of data in IT and the use of data in business and what Instana can help them accomplish. Yeah, certainly. So, so the main use cases are, are really around that. DevOps and SRE. So we have customers that are using the the data they get out from Instana to then tweak and tune their application and get performance improvements. So they can they can uh, spot the inefficiencies in the in the code, uh, tune that, and um, yeah, do do more with less resource. Again, you know, it goes back to that to that cloud. You. Yeah, you can make it go faster if you throw a lot of resource at it, but then that costs you a load of load more money, and that directly hits the profitability. You know, saying what what Stephen's been saying is all it is all about the customer and the the experience that customer's having. And if the customer's having a bad experience, the modern online world, your competition is merely a click away. The customer will very quickly vote with their feet and open a new browser tab and go somewhere else. And that's that's business lost. So it's very important to know that your application is serving those re- those requests in a prompt and error-free manner. So when I hear the word automation, it does make me think a lot about uh, people in process and sometimes the reluctance that people have to accepting change so if we think about the future of observability, and I guess what I'm trying to get, I want to get a little better sense of is how we see this relationship between what's AI driven and what that AI solution potentially looks like with the humans that ultimately need to be empowered to do something with all this, this information. So do you see something that's increasingly AI driven or is it going to be a bit more of a hybrid between what's happening and on the AI side with the human side of all of this in the, in the IT world? From my personal experience of having worked with a, with a number of these sort of systems, I generally find it when the when, when the AI first goes in and it starts making suggestions, everybody wants a manual, are you sure button. 
they you know they want it, they want a human in that decision chain so the ai will spit out a recommendation and somebody will review it and go yeah okay that looks good and hit okay and then after a after a period of time when all the when all the suggestions have been good ones they you know, the, that level of trust builds up and then they go okay well we'll, we'll be, for this for these things we can turn off the the human part of it we'll we'll just take away that are you sure bit and we'll just have the machine go do it so yeah as always with any new technology there's a there's a there's a bit of distrust until uh, until it really can prove itself and and then yeah then people become more accepting so as we um, kind of round out this conversation, let's do that by focusing a little bit on, on, on what comes next. We feel this future is really around being able to, to be much more agile, to be able to scale an organization around data and make these quicker decisions kind of all across the organization, actually. Um, but specifically around IT, you know, what do we think is the future of IT as we kind of build on this conversation around observability and automation? And I'll start with you, Steve, and then we'll come to you, Stephen. The the future in this space is is definitely around improved machine learning and AI. And as as that gets better and it understands application environments better, then that drives more effective and efficient automation. Uh, which which is just going to improve quality and enable you to, basically enables you to go faster with fewer mistakes, or as we would say, you build better software faster. The faster you can you can iterate, then the, the faster you're bringing new features and functions to the market and staying ahead of your competitors. And really, that's what it's all about. We want to be ahead of our competitors and uh, and make more money. Yeah, I, th- I think a lot of the. Um cultural perspectives of, of operations teams, site reliability engineering, DevOps teams, with the increasing complexity we've been talking about of, of multiple clouds and, and different app architectures and infrastructures and even organizational complexity within IT, these are all things that, that have to be managed. You know, it's, it's no longer a choice. You can't ignore it. Um, and so now, because of the, the rise of, of you know digital-first executive teams and CEOs that are really starting to understand that, frankly, their technology architecture is probably their business architecture. And so therefore, that mindset really, you know, drives a lot of foundational requirements, uh, such as, you know, analytics, such as automation, such as, you know, observability. Um, these are things that, you know, you think about the foundation of a house, you know, these are really foundations for, for a great customer experience. Yeah, that's sort of where the the observability data is a is an enabler. We have a, a number of customers that uh, have significantly increased their release frequency because they've got rich and immediate feedback in, in data. So they can they know they can put a release out and they'll know straight away whether it's whether it's any good or not. So they know whether to roll back and go forward, and and that gives them confidence to go faster and be more agile and more and more smaller increments of improvements that that continuous improvement process well gentlemen i think that's a perfect place to uh, bring this conversation to a close i want to thank the audience thank all of you for joining us today and listening to our conversation i want to thank steve waterworth from instana and Stephen elliott from idc for sharing your insights and your expertise on the market it is an exciting space and it's, and it's an exciting time And hopefully you've gained something from this conversation today. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. 
Thank you for listening to our show, Scaling AI Ops, Artificial Intelligence for IT Specialists for Business Outcomes. Join us next time where Stephen and I will speak with Ovid Lori, the global field CTO for Turbonomic. In that conversation, we'll be looking into how best to manage your resources in IT, especially when there's a lot on the line. Ovid will tell us how it's making all those applications run better and more efficiently than ever before. If you've enjoyed this episode of Scaling AI Ops, we ask that you subscribe wherever you get your podcast. I've been your host, Matt Eastwood. And I'm Stephen Elliott. And thank you for listening to episode one of Scaling AI Ops, a joint venture between IBM and IDC. And we hope to see all of you very soon.